in a world where every diet you know is wrong. Well, not every diet. I mean... Yes, but almost every doesn't sound as good. Yeah, but... Shut up. One man stands alone. Well, not completely. I mean... It's time for Adam Martin, the No Breakfast Guy. And let's talk fast. Fasting, fitness, and fat loss. What's going on, guys, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Let's Talk Fast podcast. Hope you're having a fantastic day, and let's just jump straight into it. Well, we are just weeks away from the end of the year. The countdown is on, and if you've listened to any of my previous podcasts, the last two, I think, uh, you'll know, or if you followed any of my content over on Instagram, you will know that we are on our way over to Perth. We are leaving Melbourne, uh, an exciting new adventure for our family, and uh, we're very excited about that. And if you haven't heard that podcast, then uh, go back to last week's podcast where I had my wife on, uh, and we talked all about uh, our big move and leaving Melbourne and heading over to Perth. But today, we are on a completely different podcast, and as I said, there's now three weeks left in the year. So I've got this one today, which you've come to uh, listen about how to adjust your calories for fat loss. Uh, today, as I record this one now, I'm also speaking to Susan, and I know I'm going to get her last name wrong, but it's Nigabal, Nigafor, or something like that. I really apologize for my terrible pronunciation of that, um, but I'm speaking to her today as well to record a podcast for next week, uh, and that's all going to be about strength training for females in particular, and as you age and why it's so important to include strength training not only as early as you can, but if you haven't been, why it's important to start it now to have uh, those benefits go into your uh, later years in life. Um, and so that's the next week. And then the final week of the year, we will be in Perth at that point. And I'm thinking I might record another podcast over there. I'm not 100% sure of what that final one will be for the year. But every week, as I always do, every single Monday, you can expect another podcast from me. And whether we're moving, whether it's Christmas, whether it's New Year's, that's always going to come. So I've got those things out of the way. So let's just jump straight into this podcast for this week. I dare say this is going to be a pretty punchy one, straight to the point. Uh, and so let's get straight into it. And I'm just to kind of hit straight off, I'm asked all the time, um, not only by my own clients, but people in DMs of, Adam, I think I've hit a plateau. Like I've been hitting all of my, uh, my numbers and I've been training well and been doing everything right, but the scale's just not moving. That's the first part of the question, or some people just come in and say, Adam, when do I um, change up my things? But the, the question they're asking is, when do you change up your, I guess, your process, or when do you adjust your calories in the fat loss process? And so let's just kind of break it down, and the questions I tend to ask clients, or tend to ask people who are asking this question, whoever they might be, to try and gather some information to allow me to understand of does a change actually need to be made? And in more cases than not, no. But if a change does need to be made, what do you do? And so let's just tackle that first one. For most people, people are just being impatient. You want the results yesterday and you haven't seen a movement on the scale for four days and you sit there and go, well, I'm in a plateau, something needs to change. No, you're just being impatient. This is the big one that gets a lot of people and you just need to get out of that mindset. You need to get the results tomorrow and I need to make this quick and I haven't seen any results in a couple of days and or even in a, in a couple of weeks and so something must be wrong. I must change something. In, in general, 
in general terms, and what I've seen play out over 15 years of my career is that, one, people, you're just being impatient, so just slow down, take a deep breath, and keep going with the process that got you to where you are now. If you've been seeing good, consistent loss over the last couple of weeks, couple of months, and things are just slowing down, or you've seen a stall for a week or two, then just keep going. It's part of the process. Plateaus are part of it. Even if you were dead on 100% perfect with your attention to your calories, your sleeping, your exercise, the food you're eating, all of those kind of things, which let's be honest, no one is. I don't care who you are. Unless you're the top 1% of you know, athletes training up for uh, you know the a gold medal event you know whatever it might be or you're a bodybuilder getting ready for a prep you know for a show maybe that top echelon 0.01% of the population might be absolutely dialed in but for the rest of us mere mortals we're all going to have life that gets in the way and while we sit there and think that we've been really strict with our food, really strict with our calories, still exercising just as much, sleeping every night, making that a priority, our stress levels are fine. Let's be completely honest with ourselves. We're probably not as strict as we've been. And the number one thing I find when I start diving in a little bit deeper and asking someone when they say, Adam, I'm in a plateau, things aren't moving as much, and what changes should I make? When I actually dive and pull apart their lives, uh Actually, Adam, yeah, you know, when you say that, yeah, last Friday I had Susie's birthday at the office and I had a slice of cake, forgot to, you know, track that one. And uh, that's right, it was Friday night drinks and I wasn't going to drink anything, but I ended up having uh, two beers with some friends and then we had some dinner. And so, yeah, there has been a few things and, yeah, they've come up, but, you know, surely that's not going to make a huge difference. Every single calorie counts. And while we think we might have been super strict with it, the fact is, there's probably been some things in there that you haven't tracked, that you're not being as consistent with. And so my very first point is always, just get back to being super strict with it. And let's see if if you be super strict with it, that the numbers don't change. 99.9 times out of 100, when I make that one suggestion, and people dive back into being nice and consistent, they start to see results coming along again. So that's the first one I'd sit there and say, and just say to you, you're probably not being as consistent as you think with your calories, so get back in track with those calories and make sure you're tracking every single little thing, and let's see if those results start coming along. The other factors are is if you've been in a long-term calorie deficit and you've been pretty consistent with it and you've been sticking to it and you've been seeing results, you're probably starting to move a lot less. And this is seen in research time and time and time again, that if you reduce the amount of calories that your body is intaking, your body is going to naturally and just subconsciously move less so you expend less energy. And so being accountable to a movement goal is really, really important to make sure that you continue to move just as much. And so a very simple thing to do is having a fitness tracker. So if you've got a watch or something or a phone these days, a lot of phones have apps in them anyway these days that track uh, the amount that you're moving. And when I'm talking about moving, we're just looking at steps. So it's just a really arbitrary number that you can look at that if you look at it, you know, if you've been tracking it over a, a period of time and you you know track every single day, okay, today I did 8,700, yesterday I did 11,400, then today I did 2,400, you can start to get an average over time. And so if you look then back over the last week to two weeks where you're saying you've seen no movement, have a look at your numbers. Have you started to see a decrease in the amount that you move? 
again, more often than not, when I ask this question, people go, well, yeah, I used to I used to walk every day. You know, I used to get 30 minutes of walking every day. Haven't been doing that because I've been a bit busier with work. Or you're just naturally moving less just because you don't have as much energy coming in. So you don't have as much energy to want to go and do that walk to the shops that you usually do. You just grab the car instead. Or, you know, you've started taking the bus to work instead of uh, walking to work. Or all of these different things that add up and they add up to big numbers over a, a long period of time. It might not seem like much in one day, whereas, oh, look, I used to average 8,500 steps a day, and I, I did the calculations over the last two weeks, and I'm now only averaging 7,000, but that's not much. It's only 1,500 steps a day. But 1,500 steps over a week, over two weeks, over a month is a lot of movement that you're now not doing, as well as the intentional stuff. You might have been doing three runs a week, or you might have been going to the gym twice a week and doing a run once a week. But now that's down to, well, I'm only going to the gym once once every week. And if I'm honest, it's kind of once every 10 days. And you know, I used to be running a couple of days uh, a week, but now it's only down to one a week. And those intentional exercise bouts have dramatically dropped as well. Or you're still doing the same amount, but the intensity has massively dropped. So you might have been doing three 10-kilometer runs a week, but you've just decided to start doing smaller runs and you're now doing three five-kilometer runs a week or the gym you normally got in there and did three rounds of you know different exercises or whatever it might be you might not be getting as much in it's only two rounds and so all of these factors mean that your output of energy is far less and so you need to get more accountable to that process and really tracking to make sure that you keep that level of activity up and that can be a difficult thing when you've been in a long-term calorie deficit and so you know the question is well maybe you just go on a bit of a um um, you know, a diet break for two weeks, three weeks, maybe even a month where you up your calories, sit in that maintenance level, give your mental capacity a bit of a rest so you're not always thinking about being in a diet and you know, really meticulously tracking all your food, really being, um, you know, hammering yourself in all of your exercise, pulling that back a little bit so you can get this real big boost of energy again. And I just actually gave this as a um, not a requirement. I wasn't saying absolutely you should all do it, but we've just finished up the uh, current round of the 5 in 10 program, and the next round doesn't start until the 11th of January. And I've said to most of them, this is the festive time. Most of you are probably going to be eating more calories over the Christmas and New Year's period. So enjoy those calories, but put a bit of extra emphasis on your training now because you're going to be ingesting more calories. You're going to have more energy. You're going to probably feel a little bit, little bit more relaxed because you're not at work as much. You're probably going to sleep in a little bit. You're going to have this extra energy and you're going to have sleep's going to be better. So you're going to have all this extra energy. So direct that uh, energy towards your training and give your mental capacity just a bit of a break. So you get out of this mindset of being uh, in you know diet mode, diet mode, diet mode, which can be quite taxing mentally, but also physically. And so again, these factors of really making sure you're dialing in on your calories, really making sure that your exercise is on point. And the third and most, I would arguably say the most important factor is how is your sleep? You know, if you're starting to sleep a little less just because it's a stressful time of the year, you got all these reports to get done before the end of the year or your business just tends or your work just tends to be much more busy at the end of the year because everyone's trying to tie things up before the end of the year, before we start the next year. All of those things might lead to the fact that you're working more, you're more stressed, you're not getting as much sleep because you're putting an emphasis on your work and things like that. If you're not sleeping as much, more often than not, you're probably not, not you haven't got as much energy. When you haven't got as much energy, you're not moving as much. You want to then stick to a calorie, you know, your calorie tracking and the foods and you know, eating, I say in quote, better foods or better choices or making better choices around the foods that you eat. 
all of those things start to fall aside, and those all together will see what we call what what you might think is a plateau in your uh, progress. When in actual fact, all of the things that got you to see those that progress over, let's say, the last two months, three months, six months, you've actually now let a lot of those things drop, which means that you're actually not in a plateau because you're no longer in a calorie deficit anymore, and you're you know you're finding a, a more neutral balance in your energy out and your energy in. And we've talked about um, the fat loss process on many other podcasts before, so just go searching through those if you need to hear about that. But so the fact is, you're not in a true plateau. You just have got a little bit lax on your attention to the four pillars, and I call my four pillars of fat loss and wellness is calories, sleep, protein consumption, and exercise. And so those four things, if your attention to them has started to drop, that's probably, and as I said, 99 times out of 100, when I start to talk and dive into someone asking this question of me is, Adam, I think I'm in a plateau. When should I, you know, I think I need to make an adjustment. How do I go about it? I just get them to start making more attention to these four pillars of health and fat loss and the results start to come again. But let's now go to the second side of that. If you, Let's just say you you come to me and Adam, no, I can promise you I've been tracking my exercise. My exercise is still great. I'm still putting in big efforts. I'm still doing the same amount. Cool, tick, number one, you've been doing that. Number two, what about your calories? Now, Adam, I have tracked every single gram. I've been to social gatherings. I've been really meticulous with it. I've done all, all that I possibly can. And I promise you, I've been sticking to the exact same amount of calories that I've always been. Cool. Tick. What about your sleep? Adam, yep, yeah, I've been sleeping really well. I've been feeling good. I've got, I've got energy and you know everything's going well on that front. And there's nothing wrong with my sleep. Cool. Tick. If you can say those three things... And you can 100% be completely honest with me and with you, and more importantly with yourself that you are 100% with those. And you haven't seen a single drop in centimeters or single drop in weight, a gram. I'm talking a single gram or a single centimeter over that time. Now we can talk about you being in a plateau. Now, the big caveat is, you cannot. This is this is just my way about going about it. You you may have heard of different ways about going about it, but you've come to my podcast to have me answer this question. So this is just my take on it. When clients can come to me and they can be one hundred percent honest that yep, Adam, I have stuck to it religiously, and all those things I just spoke about it, and they haven't seen a single gram or a single centimeter drop from the sites that we measure. Now I tend to measure chest, belly button, and waist or bum. Uh, those three circumferences. If not a single centimeter has dropped or not a single gram has dropped on the scales for three continuous weeks, then we would make an adjustment. So I just want to go over that again and just make that very clear that if you just don't see a a drop in one week, that's completely fine. That's just part of the process. You can be 100% perfect and you're not always going to see a result on the scales or on the measurements. And so just let's make that very clear. You're not in a plateau just because you haven't seen you know some sort of result over the last four, five, six days, even over the last couple of weeks. And probably I'd even push that out to a month, especially for a lot of females, because females go through a monthly cycle with your hormones. You should either be, and this is again, just my uh, take that I do with clients, Either track your weight every single day so you can see those fluctuations that happen. 
see it over every single day, but only really pay attention to it every single month because there's going to be fluctuations that happen throughout that cycle that have nothing to do with fat loss or fat gain. But over a month, you've then gone through a complete cycle. And so you can see, okay, last month at the start of my cycle, I was X weight. Now, a month later, at the start of my cycle again, here's my weight. If that hasn't changed at all over that time and you've been 100% with all of those four pillars of fat loss and health that I've been talking about, and for men, same thing, look over a, a month, um, a month's duration. I say three weeks, but look, let's just put it out to a month, just make it uh, easy here to make both sexes listening on this um, equivalent. If you haven't seen anything, then we'll call yourself in a plateau and you've now found what your new energy maintenance phase is. So you have two ways about moving forward from here. If you wanna to continue to still see fat loss and you're still pushing for fat loss and you filled all of those criteria before, then we would make an adjustment to either your calories or either your energy output or preferably a combination of both. For most people, I would set them at a pretty... Um, conservative calorie deficit, usually 10 to 15% um, below their, uh, their energy maintenance level. So we have room to wiggle in making those calories go down less without you feeling massively deprived. However, for a lot of people, they start out with a huge deficit and they've got no room to move. So if you're on a really, really low calorie number, me sitting here and saying, oh, just reduce your calories a little bit more, might seem like I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm on such a low amount now and the thought of going even lower, I, I can't see how I'm going to make that happen. So that's why I always start with a much smaller deficit so you've got room to move with those calories. But the other side of the equation is what about your energy output? You know, if, you, if you've if you set a goal target where you're going to say, I'm going to hit 8,000 steps a day, well, maybe do we lift that up to 9,000 or 10,000 steps a day? Or you're doing two to three exercise sessions in the gym a week. Could they be longer exercise sessions? So maybe you've just been doing 30 minutes or going to like an F45 or something like that. Could you make them longer or could you add in an extra session? You don't have to go and massively increase that and like you're doing half an hour sessions so now you're gonna start doing an hour and a half. No, maybe if they're half an hour sessions, maybe lift them to 45 minute sessions or if you're doing three uh, one hour sessions, three 45 minute sessions, whatever a week, Maybe lift that by one or two sessions a week. Again, you don't have to jump from three to seven days a week. Just start small, increase small. So as we move along in this process, because if you've got someone, if you're someone who needs to lose a lot of weight, this is a process going to take a long time. So there's no point in trying to jump to the finish line right out the out of the gates. Let's just slowly chip away, slowly bring those calories down, slowly increase your energy output, and by doing both, we can then get you into that. Um, that energy deficit again to start seeing the the weight come off, the centimeters come off and see that process continue. And this is a process that's gonna to continue to happen over weeks, over months and over years. And this is just my method about how I go about it. Now, again, if you're in a very, very low calorie number, maybe it's just the energy output one that we look at adjusting. So we can say, okay, look, you're not been doing a whole lot of exercise, but you've gone on a very, very low calorie uh, number. So let's just try and start increasing your energy output. Vice versa, if you're someone who exercises a lot and you've got a bit of room to move with your calories, so say, let's just leave your um, exercise where it is. Let's just bring your calories down by a little bit. So you can do you know, one of each or what I preferably like to do and I just explained before, we do a little bit of both. And so that's where, as I said, if you fulfill all of those cat, um, requirements, what I said before, that you've been 
bang on with your four pillars of fat loss and health, and you've been doing it for three to four weeks, and you've seen absolutely no centimeter drop and no weight drop over that kind of three to four week period, then you can make those adjustments, and they're the adjustments I would make. Now, when you say, okay, Adam, cool, I've been doing that, and you say, yep, drop my calories, well, how much do I drop them by? Personally, again, I would tend to drop 100 calories per day, 700 calories over a week. So for most, almost all of my clients, I get them to do a weekly calorie target. This then allows much more flexibility. And again, if you're someone who's on a very low calorie number at the moment, let's just say you're eating 1,150 calories at the moment. If I sit there and say you need to drop 100 calories per day, that means you're coming down to 1,000 calories per day, basically. It might be better for you to kind of go on some sort of calorie cycling. Again, I've had a podcast on calorie cycling before, so you can go and find that one and have a listen to it, where you might actually have two or three higher calorie days where you're actually having 1,400 calories a day, but then there might be some really low days where you're like 800, 900 calories a day, and you're cycling up and down from those, so you're not always having this feeling that you're in a massively restricted amount of calories, and you've got no flexibility to go and socialize with friends or have any kind of, I say, in quote, treats along the way for that. So that's where, again, my mind normally goes to. Dropping just by 100 calories a day, 700 calories over the week is usually, if you're consistent with that number, enough to get that process going again and then coupling that with you know, a 5 to 10% increase in your exercise output, whether that's neat in your daily steps and movement or and or um, a combination of increasing the amount of exercise you're doing in each bout or increasing by having an extra um, exercise bout uh, in there per week. So they're usually the answers that I give when someone asks the question, Adam, I think I'm in a plateau. How do I go about changing up my process? Just to recap all of that, more often than not, you're probably not in a plateau. You've just got a little bit lax on the process. So dial back into those four pillars um, of health and fat loss. Calories, protein, sleep, sleep's a big one, and your exercise and movement each day. If you can honestly say that the last month you've been dialed in with those four, but still nothing is happening, then make the adjustment to what I would usually say of either um, a combination of a little bit less um, calories and a little bit more exercise. That would be my one, a little bit of each, or you can have a little, you know, a marginally bigger amount of just one of the two where you might just do more exercise but more than you would just add if you were add, um, doing a change to both or dropping your calories even further. Now, I would say that dropping your calories is usually the hardest way to go about it. So if you can, look to trying to increase um, your energy output and really kind of putting a focus on your exercise. That would probably be the best place to start with from there. To kind of just go over all of that because we've just said all of that. A big one, and I said this just before, that my five in ten program participants that uh, you know are joining me again on the following round, and we've just finished up this round. Maybe though, it's time for a break. You know, if you've been in a calorie deficit for a long time, now I'm, I'm talking. Now, if you've been consistent, again, you got to be honest with yourself. I can't sit there and tell you how consistent you've been. If you're honest with yourself and you've been really dialed in for longer than six months, maybe it's a bit of a time for two to four week break where you can just give yourself a mental break and a physical break just to go off it all, sit at maintenance for a little bit, enjoy some of those foods, enjoy that extra energy and that um, more mental clarity that you get from just kind of relaxing for a little bit, enjoy the extra sleep, enjoy the energy that you get to really put in um, some extra effort into your training, take two to four weeks off 
and then get back uh, onto it. So that would just be my final thing I'd say that maybe you just need a little bit of a break and let uh, let uh, it kind of go by and then you can get back into it and really be dialed in and feel mentally fresh to go again. So I hope that answers the question of you know when to adjust your calories for flat lo- fat loss and to answer yourself, do I need to adjust my calories for fat loss or have I maybe just got a little bit lax on those processes and I should just dial back in there and pay more attention to the calories because you've been getting a little bit lax on those, you know, that that birthday party that you attended or that Friday night drinks or, you know, that social get together with some friends and you had a dinner or whatever it might have been. Maybe you've been doing a little bit more of that and haven't been so um, tight with your calories as well as look at how much you're exercising as well as your sleep, how all those things been affected. And if you can really get to focus on those again, I can guarantee you things will start to move again. So hope that's answered all the questions, guys. Again, that's been another episode of the Let's Talk Fast podcast. We're close to the end of the year. We've been going two years strong every single Monday, and I cannot wait to get the next year started, my new life, my new journey, uh, and bringing that along with you and answering uh, all of your questions in relation to fat loss, fasting, fitness, and food. So Hope you've enjoyed it, guys. As always, can you hit that subscribe button if you are new to this uh, show? I'd love to have your support there. If you are a subscriber, thank you so much. Maybe you haven't given a rating at the moment, so go and give it a five-star rating and a little positive review would really help me out. And if uh, one last request, just uh, go and give this a share. If you enjoyed this podcast, maybe give it a screenshot and share it onto your Instagram page or wherever you use social media and make sure you tag me in it so I can see that you've uh, enjoyed that and I can come and say thank you. But for me, guys, that's been another episode of Let's Talk Fast podcast. I hope you have an amazing day. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.